just wanted us to dwell for a moment on, on that scene of Thomas meeting with Jesus for the first time. I don't know if you remember last May when there was a clamour for proof that, uh, that Osama bin Laden had finally been killed. He was a, a great terrorist subject that, that everybody wanted to capture. And, and there was a great hoo-ha because Barack Obama didn't want to let the world see any pictures. And it kind of highlighted that actually we live in an age where we desperately crave visual proof of stuff. You go on your computer, you can see just about anything. On the TV, in magazines, we crave seeing things before we believe them. And yet, I wonder, can we really trust all the images that we are fed with? Because there's so much technology, we can actually make things look exactly as we want them to look. And Thomas, even though he didn't live in that visual age, he, he desperately wanted to be able to see Jesus with his own eyes, to touch the scars, the wounds in his hands and the wound in his side before he could believe that what he'd been told was really true. See, I think Thomas was still in shock. We can speculate why he wasn't around when Jesus first appeared, but I reckon he was just totally, totally bewildered. Can you imagine how he must have felt just just in those days last week we we looked at how some of the others must have felt as they discovered that Jesus was alive and I think Thomas was there he was he was bewildered and and maybe he'd just gone off on his own try and make sense of it and yet a week later Jesus appears to him with the other friends And I just love that, the fact that that Jesus met Thomas where he was at. Jesus met Thomas at a place where he was saying, I I, I need to just see it, Lord, because my, my brain is just fried with this. And I just love the fact that, that, that Jesus will meet us where we are. And Thomas in that little passage comes to an incredibly important conclusion. In verse 28, very simple verse, and yet very, very profound. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaims. We don't even know whether he went ahead and touched, or whether actually just being in Jesus' presence Jesus recognising that he needed to see and touch. And as Jesus offered, he hadn't been told that Thomas needed that. But Jesus just reaches out his hand and says, look, Thomas, put your hand there. Feel my side. And Thomas recognises Jesus as Lord and God. See, at that moment, Thomas came to a point of believing. But believing isn't just a kind of a a once-for-all-time 
thing. There is a moment of recognition where we say, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins and you want me to follow you. There is that moment in time. But actually, belief is also about an ongoing, day by day, living out of our lives. Behaving in a way that reflects our belief that Jesus is Lord and God. So I just wanted very quickly to, to think, how, how is it that we believe without seeing Jesus physically right here? And I guess there are, there are three things that I would say help us to believe that Jesus is alive. Let's start with the most modern one. The fact that we are sat in this place today worshipping the living God recognising that we gather together because Jesus died and rose again the church around the world for this past 2,000 years is testimony to the risen Lord Jesus We've got the testimony of Scripture. That's why we gave these Bibles to, to our young people last week, because we believe that in the New Testament, the story of Jesus' life, death and resurrection, and his birth, is real and true and vital. We believe that the, the Scripture of the Old Testament that points towards Jesus gives us a sense of who God is and his heart for his creation. And so we have the testimony of scripture, an enduring book that has stood the test of persecution, has stood the test of time and speaks into our lives today. But also within the words of scripture but also in history that's attested elsewhere we see the birth and the growth of the church I read something lovely just the other day by a guy called J.B. Phillips J.B. Phillips um, did I guess what Eugene Peterson has done for today trying to write the New Testament scriptures in words that were understandable. And he wrote these, uh, these translations of the, the New Testament in the 1950s. And he wrote this in a, a preface to part of that New Testament. He said this, We need to remember that these words were written and the lives that they indicate were led, were led against a background of paganism. There were no churches, no Sundays, no books about faith, slavery, sexual immorality, cruelty, callousness to human suffering, and a low standard of public opinion were universal. That sounds a bit like today. 
Travelling and communications were chancy and perilous. Most people were illiterate. Many Christians today talk about the difficulties of our times, as though we should have to wait for better ones before Christianity can take root. But it's heartening to remember that this faith took root and flourished amazingly in conditions that would have killed anything less vital in a matter of weeks. These early Christians were on fire with the conviction that they had become, through Jesus Christ, literally sons of God. They were pioneers of a new humanity, founders of a new kingdom. And they still speak to us across the centuries. Perhaps if we believed what they believed, we might achieve what they achieved. Those first Christians who wrote and testified to the risen Lord Jesus, help us to know the reality of who Jesus is. And in that verse that the children are just uh, illustrating at the moment, Jesus said to Thomas, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. That word blessed is sometimes translated happy. It's the same word in Greek, makarios. But actually happy is a kind of a changeable thing. It's subject to circumstances. We can feel happy when life is okay. But actually, blessed is, is, is more than that. It's not just about how we feel, but actually... It also includes how God feels about us. See, God delights in our trust. He brings us to a place where we can live life in all its fullness. And so we are blessed when we believe without even seeing the risen Lord Jesus, just knowing that he is with us and I'm sure if I was to put people on the spot there would be folk that would testify even this day to that knowledge of Jesus presence and life within us and so I'd urge you to reflect again this morning on those words blessed are those who believe without seeing me that they might hold hands with Jesus as they walk through life's joys and through life's trials.